I'll just start out this morning with a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, I want this homily to not be discouraging, but encouraging. And for the record, uh, I, I've kind of waited to tell this Mass, because the 4 and the 8.30, we have a little bit older crowd, and this is the younger crowd. And I, I want to preach this homily specifically to the younger crowd, the Gen Xers and the Millennials. So I can include myself in the younger crowd. Um, because I think what I'm going to preach on, the older generation gets a lot better. They understand it a lot better. But he, here's the thing. I've been noticing a few things that I haven't noticed before uh, during this time of the, the quarantine. And one of the things that I've noticed, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you ever watch the news, have you ever noticed that they equate the health of our country to how well the economy is doing? Have you ever seen that? Like, if we have a healthy, a healthy country is if we have a healthy economy. So if we're really producing and consuming, we're really healthy, which is bizarre. Because think about humanity as a whole. If you, you, know, you have a son or daughter or mom or dad, and like, all they do is consume. Like, they're just master consumers of drink, of food, they're greedy, they buy everything. Is that a good person? I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I don't think we should equate the health of our country to how much we consume. I think it would be better to control, compare the health of our country to how much, not that we take, but that we give. A healthy country is one that knows how to sacrifice, to give, not just to take. And I would say the same for the church. Now, again, I'm not specifically talking about this parish as such. I'm talking about the, the universal church. I think that this, this mentality of consumerism has seeped its way into the church. And we have started kicking out not dynamic Catholic disciples of Jesus, but consumer Catholics. And what do I mean by consumer Catholics? These are people that show up to Mass just to get something. You know, and you can sit back and you can say, like, well, our, I mean, pandemic aside, our church is usually full. The 1030 Mass is packed. But the question is, packed with what? Packed with dynamic Catholics that give back their time, talent, and treasure to the church? Or packed with consumer Catholics who are here to get something? Who want a good homily? Who want good music? They want to take. A good example of this, I, I have a buddy on the uh, East Coast, and we were talking, and he was telling me about last year when they had, they did free Lenten suppers on Friday. It was a fee, free fish fry. And he said people were complaining about the food. He's like, it's free. If you don't want it, don't eat it. Like, just leave. Don't come to me and complain about a free meal. Why? Because those people are there because they think they deserve something. And if there's one thing that the Gen Xers and the Millennials are guilty of, and I speak for myself and all of us, it's entitlement. That we deserve things. It is the plague of the Millennial generation and the Gen X generation. I would, I would say a good example of this in our own parish is faith formation. 
I want you to think about this. We have the biggest faith formation program in Mandan. We even rival some of the bigger parishes in Bismarck. Over 200 kids in our faith formation program. And yet, we can't find teachers. There's 200 and some kids in our faith formation program. So that, what that means is as the parents are showing up, dropping their kids off and say, educate my kid in the ways of the faith and I'll sit in my car. Did you know that the primary educator of the child, the, the Catholic Church teaches this, the primary educator of the child in the ways of the faith is the parents. It's not the church. I'm dying for the day when parent, a parent comes up to me and says, I am not sending my kid to faith formation. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because I'm going to teach him the faith. <laughs> Great! I mean, I would quiz the kid before, you know, they get confirmation or First Holy Communion, but you're the primary educators. If we have over 200 kids, you'd think it would not be hard to find teachers. Unless the people dropping their kids off are consumer Catholics. I don't know if you know who Matthew Kelly is. He's a pretty well-known Catholic author. And he has this <clears throat> study he did uh, called the Dynamic Catholic. And he studied the 80-20 rule. Now, I don't know if you guys know what the 80-20 rule is. It's a business rule. And what it means is 20% of the working class does 80% of the work. <clears throat> okay? So 20% of like, the hard workers taking care of 80% of the work in our country. So he looked at that and he said, that must be true then for the church, right? 20%, 80%. So he did a national, search, national study of the Catholic Church. You know what he found? You ready for this? 6%. 6% of Catholics are doing 80% of the work. 6.8% of Catholics are doing 80% of the charitable giving. <clears throat> you don't look shocked enough. 6%! Now, with that in your mind, 6%, I want you to think about this. The Catholic Church is the number one charitable organization on the planet. That means we do more service, we give more charity, whatever. On the planet, there is no greater institution in the world at charity than the Catholic Church. And we are functioning at 6%. You guys don't look shocked enough, seriously. If you had a yeah, right? what? If you had a car that performed at six percent, you know, you're going down at like five miles an hour and it's shaking and rattling, nobody in that car is gonna be like, man, this car is awesome. I just paid twenty-five thousand dollars for this car and it's the best car functioning at six percent. No, you're gonna say this is garbage. I mean, just, just think if we were 10%, double, 12%. The Catholic Church is a sleeping giant. Matthew Kelly also says in this dynamic Catholic Church, he said, it takes 60 million people to elect a president. You know how many Catholics are in America? 71 million. Why can't we get it done? We could literally pick 
the man or the woman that we want to be president. And I, I believe it's because the bulk of the church is consumer Catholics. Why do I talk about this? Because in St. Peter's letter, we hear in the second reading, he says these words, he says, sanctify the Lord in your heart. In the Bible, the biblical image of the heart is not your beating heart. It's the core of who you are, your deepest self. Peter is saying, put Jesus there. You want to know you become part of the 6%? You know how the 6% begins to grow? By sanctifying the Lord in your heart. G.K. Chesterton once said, It's not that the Catholic faith has been tried and found wanting. It's been found difficult and left untried. I think the bulk of people in our pews throughout our nation, they don't know what it is to be all in. They don't know what it means to completely give back through their time, through their talents, through their treasure. And so it's our job to teach that. Because you can know your faith if you never live it. I mean, do you remember the story of Jesus and St. Peter? The end of John's Gospel, it's after the resurrection. They're sitting around the charcoal fire and Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Remember that? Peter says, yeah, Lord, I love you. And then what does Jesus say? Feed my sheep. You, you love me. Do something. Show me. He gave us the greatest model of self-gift that has ever been given. This man, the God-man, took nothing. He gave until he gave the last drop of his blood. And we as Catholics, Christians who follow, who are disciples of the master, he said, love one another as I have loved you. How did he love? By giving it all. And that's what we're called to, not just to take, to give back. And so my encouragement to you this weekend, don't just be a consumer Catholic. Be a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ and give back to the one who gave everything.